You are listening to Innovators Can Laugh with Eric Melcher, where I dive into the interesting and fascinating stories of innovators and startup founders from Europe. Let's dive in. Hi, everyone. My guest today is Vaitatis Zabulis, founder of H Finance, a platform for fintech companies empowering blockchain. He's also the co-founder of Savi, one of Europe's leading lending platforms. Vaitatis, welcome to the show. How are you doing? Hi, Eric. I'm doing better than it's fine, actually. We just spoke about some snow a few days ago for one hour, riding with the, the ski sleds a bit. So it was great. And um, back to gray and cold and hungry with Amy. <laughs> How many hours did it take after the snow started coming down before you went to Airbnb and started looking for a, uh, a getaway over there <laughs> somewhere warm? Huh? How long did that take? <laughs> actually, did that not, but the... Uh, Tuesday night, uh, but uh, on Sunday, because Sunday was awful here. And I was like literally thinking how to, how to make myself happy. And I just, you know, opened Airbnb, uh, opened the region that I lived uh, last year in Bali. And I was like, oh yeah, I know this place. <laughs> this was next, next door. And, oh, it's nice, nice price too. So I was like looking for half an hour, looking at, at all these villas that I definitely rent out. Uh, uh, very, very cool. Very cool. So to get the, to get the show started, I'd like for the audience to get to know a little bit about your personality. Okay. okay. All right. So first question here, let's actually go to Bali. Okay. What's something that you were able to do in Bali that you really enjoyed and you couldn't do in Lithuania? Uh, it's, <laughs> it's a good question. Um, so like, to be honest, the few first weeks in Bali were really hard and, and, and they, they were hard because uh, I was traveling the first time for such a, you know, extended period of time with my kid. And, uh, I didn't know how to actually work and I didn't know how to, you know, be with the family to work and enjoy. And this was extremely frustrating. I was like, shit, I mean, I'm here. It's warm, fantastic food and I'm, I'm stressful and. And then what happened is that I told to myself, okay, this is the new route. It's, this is, this is how it's going to be. It, it depends only to myself. I mean, it, I, either I'm coming home in a few weeks or I'm staying here for three months. Uh, and then what happened is I started to enjoy the mornings where here it's, uh, in the morning you, you know, you go to work, you, you, you know, drink some coffee and you work. And there I did nothing. Basically, in the mornings, it was pool, it was breakfast, it was a book uh, for until 2 or 3 p.m. where Europe is, you know, is, is, is waking up. And then the first call started to, to, to actually hit uh, the date. So I, what I started to do is I had the full half a day of my time. And then I started to surf. Then I found a wow. kindergarten to my kid. He was like, okay, nine, nine in the morning, bye, have a nice day. <laughs> <laughs> I'm having my time now for myself, uh, yeah. for my girlfriend. The, this was great. I mean, the mornings, uh, this was something that was new to me, actually. Here, here's typically evenings, right? So you try to reserve the time for evening, the weekends. And there it was every single morning. Weekends, not weekends, doesn't matter, but the mornings were great. Awesome. How old is your kid? Uh, three, three and a half now. 
Oh, wow. Okay. See, I want to do this too. I want to be able to go somewhere for a month or two and work, you know, maybe in, in Portugal or Greece or something. And so I never thought about looking for daycares and so that my kids could go there during the day. But that is such a good idea. I just thought, how am I going to manage this or juggle this? Do I look for babysitters? But no, I, sh I should, you know, research a daycare. Yeah. But I mean, I, I'm, I'm, I'm very honest here. I was extremely frustrated the first few weeks because typically, you know, usually vacations were lasting like three weeks, I mean, a few years ago. So the first week you just get along, you know, try to understand what happened. Second week, you're sort of like on vacation. Third week, you are literally on vacation and then you have to go home. And yeah. here I was like, okay, I have a goal to be at least three months, but I also have a goal to work. I mean, I, I, I came here to work. And after right. these two weeks hit, when I, I was starting to think about work, I understood that it's, I don't know how to work. I don't know how to manage my kid, how to manage the new structure. There is no office, yep. there is no kindergarten. So first thing you have to find an office, literally there are co-working everywhere. And yep. uh, even if it's for one hour a day for all this, you know, all this very concentrated work that you want to do. Uh, yep. you have to have an office and it's, it's really works. And then you have to find a kindergarten and it, yep. it's, it's the best. Thing ever. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah. You know, no, no, no. I'm nodding my head. Yes. Because I could work in my apartment, right? We're all remote workers, but I come into a co-shared space because I'm able to focus on my work and I can do really deep work here. Even if I just spend three or four hours versus staying at home where I get interrupted you know, that when my wife starts talking to me about something or, you know, just, it's just easy to get interrupted, especially when you're at home. Okay. Second question for you here. What is a favorite TV show that you can watch again and again or a movie? South Park. <laughs> okay. South Park, I hate it because in the beginning, the, the jokes were so boring. I mean, when I was a kid and I was watching South Park, I didn't get, I mean, all the shitty jokes. Yeah. I didn't get yeah. it. Now, I, a few years ago, I started to watch, you know, new version, like new series. And I was like, yeah. oh my God, it's a reality show. I mean, <laughs> there's Trump and there is, you know, Musk and, and there's all these social media issues that, that they're, you know, joking around. So they were great. And I, I actually watched all the you know, shows backwards. Um, <laughs> so South Park is, is yeah, I, I, I literally try to watch 10 minutes of South Park a day or like five minutes just drinking coffee. Like, okay, I want to see that show. Yeah, yeah. I need to go look at some episodes. It's been a few years since I watched it, but I remember when I did watch it, I would laugh my ass off. It's just a hilarious show. Okay. But you have to watch the, you have to watch the, the pandemic special. I mean, it's, it's the pandemic special too serious. They, I think they were nominated for Emmy or, or Grammy. I, I, I don't follow these things, but uh, it's really, really great. How they put okay. everything together, it's fantastic. Okay. I'm going to go look, look, look for it. Spend okay. Some last question. Yeah, yeah, definitely, definitely, definitely. Okay. Uh, last question here. What is a food that you don't like? Maybe this was a food that your parents tried to make you eat when you were a kid. Maybe it's a food that your girlfriend eats and you find disgusting. What is that food? Oh, man. I literally can eat everything. Wait a second. Um, 
So it's a pumpkin uh, porridge. It's, it's, a pumpkin it's funny porridge. you say pumpkin pumpkin porridge because today's Thanksgiving. <laughs> and, you know, for Americans, you know, we're going to be having pumpkin pie and, you know. <laughs> Congratulations. <laughs> probably it's a pumpkin porridge. And probably it's because nobody knew how to make anything decent back. <laughs> when I was, yeah, you know, and, and the only yeah. thing that I had was the really bad tasting stuff that I couldn't eat. Them. And, and uh, well, that just sounds bad, you know. I never had pumpkin porridge growing up, so that just <laughs> sounds really bad. I, yeah, I don't even know what that consists of. Yeah, I don't do that, just pumpkin pie is much better than pumpkin porridge. Yeah, so <laughs> yeah, yeah. Okay. on the good part of the pumpkin. Yeah, yeah. I don't know who came up with that recipe, but definitely does not oh, sound good. Yeah. Okay. All right, Vitatis, take us back to your childhood. What was one of the first entrepreneurial things you did when you were growing up? Or did you become an entrepreneur later on in life? Yeah, I, I, I love this uh, story. I think I, I, the, I, I actually started to work quite early, uh, starting with construction, like some guitar playing in the streets, like all these kind of things. But uh, <laughs> the uh, the one thing that it, where I started to sell things was uh, was uh, I wanted to raise money for my um, father's uh, birthday. So I didn't have money. I wanted to give him some nice thing. I have no idea what, what, what that was. And uh, <clears throat> so I, we had a garden uh, and there were like lots of nice black currants. So I picked these currants maybe 10 liters, I, I went to the market and I'm like 14, 15 years old, something. And I'm, you know, trying to sell these black currants. They look nice, big ones, ecological, but everybody's selling the same stuff, right? So I'm like, what, where's, why, how, how can I, you know, how could I actually make work? So what I did is I did this, I didn't understand this back then, but, but I actually told two prices, one price. So one kilo was three liters, right? One kilo, but half a kilo was one liters, right? So the, 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 the math didn't make any sense. Yeah. That doesn't make sense. Yeah. And I remember one old day, this is like, how much for one kilo, like three liters, how much for half a kilo, like one liters. She's like, okay, give me half a, one half a liter and one more and yeah. one more. And I remember, <laughs> I was like, maybe you want just like one, one liter. No, 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 yeah. no, 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 no. <laughs> and then I like, well, what, what, what do they do? You know, and actually we sold everything like in maybe 15 minutes because yeah. of the FOMA, the big few started to grow and, and, and actually literally we sold all these black currents. And only then I understood that actually I, I did, I did the stupid math of selling, you know, half a liter for 30% of actual price. So that was my the first the thing trying to sell uh, things to consumers. <laughs> so okay. I don't I don't know it was good or bad, but I remember this experience, uh, you know, of uh, all life now. Yeah. Do you remember the gift that you got your no. dad, or were you even? You, no. no. Okay. I think it was yeah. some stupid stuff. Actually, yeah, but it needed the back then. <laughs> I thought you were going to say maybe it was a you played a song on the guitar form or something. No, that... no it was something very boring, definitely. Maybe some stuff from shop. <laughs> <laughs> okay, 
Okay, so, okay, let's jump here. Not long after you graduated from uh, university with a master's degree in law, yeah. you became a, a very, very busy investor, having invested in many different companies, like a marketing company, a timber manufacturing yeah. company, even a coffee-to-go chain, and then you started doing early investing in crypto. So when it came to investing, who was the most influential person in your life like, where did you draw guidance from, inspiration from? Who did you learn from? Or was this something that you learned on your own? <clears throat> to be honest, I never read any books. So I, I actually went to entrepreneurship courses when I was a student because I, I, I was thinking that the salaries are very low and I, I needed money and uh, it's no way I'm going to work for someone else. And I, the only time I tried to actually uh, work to someone else, uh, I didn't pass any questions. I mean, I, I was trying to be a lawyer in one big company. They were like uh, giving me these very basic questions of law. I, I, I didn't do any answers. I was like, shit, I did that at law. <laughs> but, <laughs> and I thanks God that they didn't hire me. <laughs> so... It, it's, a, it's a long story, but either way, I mean, getting back to, to, to investment. Uh, so when we were very young and, and, and thinking about these first things, how to do, we draw on the table, uh, on, on drawing board, like what is the ultimate, you know, business and the ultimate business was energy. We're like, if we are in energy, we're like billionaires, we're like, wow. And, um, this, this essence of energy. Being in energy business was like you invest in, in something that everybody wants and everybody needs. And uh, maybe this, you know, this line of, of, of thinking was the main that we were thinking, okay, what everybody wants, everybody needs. And I, I, I this is why this sounds not now sounds stupid ideas, but they actually worked. The, the timber factory was, was really good, uh, good, good exit, uh, or, or the coffee chain, which was traded, uh, we just lost the business, but, uh, but, uh, the thing thinking was everybody needed coffee. Yeah. We, we were doing this. So we, we actually, myself and my, my partners that we're doing this, we learned, I think everything from, from just mistakes and, and not know, know any particular books or, or people like Buffett or, or I, I, I didn't follow at all. Okay. Interesting. Interesting. I mean, is there something that you wish you had known before you started investing? I think now I had one discussion two days ago about investing in, in our main portal. Uh, and I think I remember one, one thing I read the last year when the COVID hit and there was a nice um, column in the Wall Street Journal about investment and, and, and fear. And I took this advice, and w which is extremely good, uh, that you have to have a note, right? You have to write to yourself that if you are scared, and if it's extremely dark, and it's red, like everything is dropping, you have to buy. But you literally have to fear. You, you literally have to feel fear. And I don't have this note, uh, which I have a print screen on, on that column, but when uh, last year or this year, there were extremely big drops in crypto. Yes. Uh, I was buying, I was literally buying and I was, I was buying when I was afraid, uh, because it, it seems that, you know, when 
when Bitcoin flowing for like, you see like 35, 34, 33, 30, 30, and it's holding and you see that it's going to break and 29, yeah. I'm like, fuck it. I, I, I have to buy it. <laughs> <laughs> and I was literally afraid of like, because I had the holdings and, and I, I didn't want everything to go to like 10, 10k Bitcoin or, or, you know, 500 in ether. But actually, yeah. I was buying Ether, I was buying Bitcoin, I was buying Solana, I was buying all these, you know, top quality coins that were literally so cheap uh, that half an hour. And, and I did a couple of times and, and it's a good, it's extremely good to, you know, play to yourself. Like when, yeah. what you actually do when you're stressful and fearful and, and afraid. So yeah. I think you have to have a note, right? Like do this. Don't be afraid. It's always yeah. going to be very good in two days. Yep, yep. I saw this video, um, and I know you don't really follow Warren Buffett, but one of, the, one of the things he said is, you know, swing big on maybe about 20 different companies that you know, that you really believe in. Yeah. Um, what does your portfolio amount look like? I mean, are you investing in, in dozens and dozens and dozens of, of different cryptos or companies, or do you, do you try to focus maybe, you know, more than 30 uh, different companies out there? So yeah, it's, it's a good question. So I started uh, when I was started to, with Ether, I didn't buy Bitcoin. And the reason was that I thought that Bitcoin is already expensive. And if we want to get, you know, as rich as possible, I need to buy something that can go as high as possible. So I didn't buy Bitcoin, I was buying Ether. And when Ether, you know, went up to maybe $500, $600, it was 2017, <clears throat> I was like, Okay, how much higher can it go, right? Can it go to a thousand or, or, or maybe two thousand? But that's only, you know, two types or three types. So I need to buy something else. So I, 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 um, I started to invest heavily in ICOs. Uh, although the best ICOs that, that we participated were 2016, early 2017. So the same I did last year and this year with, uh, last year I did the uh, big investments to good good quality projects, but they were not Ether, uh, they were not Bitcoin because these, you know, these tokens can go three, four, five times, maybe 10 times Ether, it can cost like 50k Ether in 10 years. I, I, I wouldn't be surprised, but it's just only 10 times, right? Um, and, um, this is why at least my, my thesis is that I have like a stable portfolio, which I think it's a capital. And uh, it shouldn't go like minus two, three times. Maybe Bitcoin will go to 20K. Uh, who knows? But it's just only, you know, 100% down from current levels. Uh, but then I have this, this, this spread portfolio where my bet is that this investment can go 30 times or 50 times. So I, I, okay. I, I try to have bigger portions in, in already established projects that I think can go 30, 40, 50 times. And I have what I'm currently doing the most of the time, I invest in private rounds, early, early stage, uh, where I hope that they could go a hundred plus times where it is, investing. Uh -huh. there is a long period of investing, and literally there were cases that it went 700 times. There were cases that it went one time. So it's, it's a, you know, it's a spread of, of, of portfolio. Uh, yep. current, it's, it's basically one investment a day maybe one investment in two days. Uh, I, I try to pick, uh, not doing everything, not doing like one yep. case to every company, but I try to 
topic uh, and, and putting maybe 10K, 15K, 8K yep. to one, one, one project that I think that can, you know, grow up. So this is okay. my logic. Yeah. And, and when you decide to invest in each of these, you know, cryptos or companies, um, do you ever, do you ever put like a, a target price? Like if they achieve this price, I'm going to sell maybe 20% of my shares, um, or anything like that. I'm just wondering how, do, how does your strategy when it comes to that? So I did the extremely one big mistake this year. And, uh, the, the, the one big mistake was that we're literally invested quite a lot. I mean, a lot early stage to extremely good few projects that were like December, uh, February this year. And what they did, they went this 50 to 70 times. So I'm like looking to my portfolio and I'm thinking they can actually do more. They can actually go another two times, which from that level, two times for me, it's like a, you know, hundred times, uh, because I, I invested like yeah, extremely right. soon early. And what right. they did, they fell. These two projects that they had big investments that they went to extremely big returns, both these projects fell and they fell yep. quite substantially. And I didn't sell uh, on the right time because I'm thinking, okay, selling, right. I can handle this, they can go back. They didn't. Um, so my basically take out of this experience is that there are moments in time where this investment is on the hype. Everybody is, 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 is trying to buy this, like Solana right. at the moment right. is, is extremely, extremely on the hype or avalanche. Um, you have to sell when everybody's buying. This is something that you can actually take from Buffett. Um, and because they, they, these, all the parabolic growth is, they always go down and you, right. you, you cannot time it. So if something goes 30, 50 times, just sell it. You, you made your money. I mean, it doesn't work, doesn't work another two times, uh, because yep. it can go easily four times down. Um, yep. so this is something that I try to now think of that if I feel that this is the, you know, parabolic growth, I, 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 I literally sell, uh, yeah. so th these are, these are just feelings about it. Yeah. Yeah. No, as a, as a novice investor, that's something I experienced earlier this year. I think it was in late February when stocks were doing technology stocks were just doing phenomenal. And then March, mid-March hit and it just all went down. But you know, you're looking at your portfolio and you get greedy. You're like, oh, well, yeah. it's doing great. I'm just going to keep them in. You don't sell. And then all of a sudden they drop down. So I, good, I literally good had to hear. the margin call on Apple stock. I didn't know that, that this going to happen, but I literally had, because I, I was trading on leverage. I was like, nothing can happen to Apple. I mean, it's just, it's just going up. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and I, <laughs> and the brokers, they gave me this leverage. I was like, okay, well, thank you. It's, it's a pleasure <laughs> to, to use this leverage. <laughs> and I, I missed this email and they liquidated some portion when there was a big drop this year. I was like, oh my God, I, I, I didn't think that it's possible. <laughs> yeah, no, it, it's possible. Money, as I say, money goes up and it goes down. It's just, that's what money does. Um, we talked a little bit about fear when it comes to investing. What about fear of failure when launching a company? You know, when you launched Savvy, was, what sort of fear did you experience, if any? Um, I think 
it was not the launching, the fear of launching, because this is the most exciting time because you have this all illusions and ideas about what can go and how this can be big, small, whatever, because you don't know anything. So this is just only illusions and, and this is the nice part. So when actually you start and, and you, you actually feel the reality and actually have all these competitors complaining, and whatever, we had a really tough six, nine months. Everybody was trying to shut us down. Even the central bank was trying, not trying, but asked us to shut down. We, 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 we asked, told them, no, we will not shut down. So it was a very, I mean, hard uh, time because we didn't know what, what will go wrong. And the reason that why for me, it was a fearful time and I was afraid because we had already investors, right? We had investors, some equity investors, and we had people that were investing through the platform. And for me, the, only, the main fear that I had was reputational fear. What if these people will lose money? This is the, 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 the main concern that, that I was having because when you take money from the you know, private investors, it's okay. I mean, they invest in privately. It's a VC deal. They will, you know, one investment goes up, one investment goes down. So for me, it was okay. Although not, not fun, but still. But for right. retail investors who trusted us, and, and I, I was on the every, you know, every call, I was on every uh, presentation, I was going, you know, doing these, these meetups with investors and I was telling them, it's, we think it's secure. We think it, everything is legit. We think that, you know, people will return loans. So for me, the main stressful day was like 15th of every month where the loans started to come, you know, had to be repaid. I was so afraid every single 15th day that the portfolio will default. You, yeah. you can't believe it. I mean, <laughs> oh my God, I was, I was literally thinking that, that this, yeah, it was, it was hard. I mean, but then listen, sometime down the road, you, you start to understand that everything went well. The portfolio is performing well. The central bank is not closing. You are helping the central bank to draft the first P2P regulation in Europe. Everything just fine. Okay. <laughs> you survived. <laughs> Congratulations. Yeah. We're good. We're good. And and for H Finance, you know, when companies first hear about H Finance, what are some of the most uh, popular features and benefits that they get excited about? So they're not getting excited at all because <laughs> <laughs> nobody knows about it. <laughs> no, but I'm joking. We are very B2B infrastructure layer decision. So nobody actually needs to know about us. Uh, and uh, we, we are doing currently 40 to 60 million volume a month. So sales a month. So it's, it's pretty nice number, lots of thousand transactions a day, but, uh, but, but we are infrastructure layer. We are the ones that you see on your credit card statement, some like company, some whatever we <laughs> think. But you look back, <laughs> why I have this company in my state, but I didn't buy anything from them. <laughs> although, <laughs> although it happened that you did. So, um, so the, the, probably the main, you know, feature that we have, and, and these two last weeks were really intense. Um, we allow smaller fintechs, even banks <clears throat> to allow the customers buy and sell cryptocurrencies. So. If you are, you know, if the Revolut is your, your competitor or uh, 
even LHC, the bank is your competitor. So you can come to us and you can integrate our solution in one, two week time and your clients will be able to buy, sell crypto. Just, just like that, like, like just need to feeling instant 24 seven. Everything, everything is done by us. All the compliance, regulation, liquidity, management, etc. Everything in exchanges is done by us. So, uh, this is, you know, this is our core business model. Infrastructure layer, nobody knows about us. Nobody <laughs> but we hope that it works and, and, yeah. and people get their crypto instantly. Okay. Now, since you've grown the team almost entirely remote, any advice for other companies that want to, um, that want to build remote, you know, or, or startups that are basically going to be entirely, uh, or have an entirely remote staff? I think my, my advice would be try to not be hundred percent remote. Maybe I'm too old for hundred percent remote, but, uh, sometimes like maybe this this week, last week, I'm alone in the office and it's, it, and it's, it's, uh, not fun. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, sometimes it's just fun to, to talk shit. And that's it. <laughs> something that you do in the office. I mean, it's just talk stuff, uh, whatever. Yeah. Nobody. And, and then when you don't, don't do that, when you're working from home, working remotely, you sometimes think, oh, it's so effective. I don't need to talk to anyone. I just work. Yeah. And sometimes it's great. And sometimes it feels really, really great. But, but then it's, it's just fun sometimes to go to a business lunch with your colleagues, yeah. right? So, so probably this balancing these things, um, it's, the, it's a quite a, you know, interesting experience to everyone. Everybody is different. So someone needs to go to home and work from home. Somebody needs to work from office. I yeah. want to work from office and, and I just don't want to have an office always the same, the same location. Yeah. So, so yeah. yeah, yeah, I like I, the, I, yeah. yeah, I like the best of both worlds, you know, uh, to be able to do both, I think is, is fantastic. Okay. Last question for you by this, you know, what are some of the top strategies, uh, for, for success in life and in business? You know, what do you do that? makes you productive, that makes you happy? Um, I think I'm extremely bad in these, you know, advices because in, I, 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 yeah, honestly, I mean, I was not, I, I, I never read these books of how, you know, ne never, uh, have lunch alone or, or, you know, these, you know, networking stuff. I am extremely bad at sometimes I don't do stuff that I should have done. Um, but first, first of all, probably speak honest to, to yourself, right? So if you're, if you're growing the company, just don't fool yourself that, that, you know, you are the best or you're now the, the, the central of the world. If nobody cares about you, so you have to acknowledge to yourself that nobody fucking cares about me and <laughs> I'm here alone. And now this is the status quo that I have to get out of, right? So you, you, you literally know where, where you are and then you can draw some plans. Uh, but probably the two most important things is that have time to yourself, uh, run, train, meditate, go eat alone, you know, be alone, 
think just, yep. just have your own time, right? I, I do trail running. I sometimes do, you know, seven hours, 10 hours runs, uh, and literally uh-huh. don't, you don't think about anything. It's just, just, just clean, clean yourself. Um, so have your time to yourself, uh, then ask yourself, is, are you okay in this office? Are you okay? Yeah. Are you happy? Like, why, why are you doing this stuff? I mean, why maybe there are other things that you can do, uh, much more interesting. And, and then have this note, then if it's extremely bad, if you're afraid, do this and, and actually do this at least one time, try to do this. Yeah. Uh, and then you will think, you will see how you actually, you know, react to these stressful situations. They're really yeah, I know. I like yeah, I, I like this. To be honest with yourself, don't kid yourself, and um, some take some time for yourself. I think um, I need to get back into running. I used to do this, but it's one of the most relaxing things that that I used to do, and just go around the lake and just have that time for yourself, which can be really difficult, especially when you have young kids. And yeah. you know, you, in your case, you're growing a company, um, so I need to remember to do that. Okay, Vaitatis, thank you so much for being on the show. This has been a, uh, a tremendous pleasure. For everybody listening, I will see you next week on Innovators Can Laugh. And uh, feel free to give us a review if you like the show. Thank you so much. Thanks, Bye. Patrick. It was a pleasure. Thank you. Bye. Thanks for listening to the show. If you enjoyed it, I'd really appreciate it if you could give us a review and star rating. Also, don't forget to sign up for the ICO newsletter at innovatorscanlaugh.com where you can get the bio and details of each guest. Thanks.